I don't, you don't sound good, I don't sound good. Damn it, hang on. <laughs> yeah, all these zooms. You said you were ready, Ben. You said you were ready. I was ready. Podcast world. Oh, there we go. Better. Yeah, but your audio is not in a good spot. Yeah, it's road. Okay, now, 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 how does that sound? Fine. But awesome. It sounds. It sounds way better. Oh, I was ready. Here, here's here's what I want you to do, Ben. Do you have a landline? <laughs> <laughs> Could you fax me your questions? No. This is. I, I did another. I did another interview with a wonderful reporter, and his system is. It's radio, Ben, and and for radio, oh, radio. you know, the audio quality is very important. So his right. system is. He calls me on the landline. Okay. Got it. I talked to okay. him on the landline. I got I got the landline up to one ear. I got my phone up to the <laughs> other ear. My iPhone, but my iPhone is not a phone. Okay. Okay. My iPhone is in airplane mode and it is recording a voice memo. And so he oh asked God. me questions in my one ear from the landline. Um, and then I'm answering uh, with the other ear <laughs> on, on the wow. phone. And, and then at the end of the conversation, I just, I email him the, the recording and then he fixes it in post. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we should start doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to need that a really voice. Easy. Let's, let's yeah, it sounds really easy. Let's voice memo this. Uh, first, uh, first thing I'm gonna hang on. Let me get into OmniFocus here. Uh, get landline is uh, first thing I need to do here. <laughs> oh my gosh, do you still we? I, I, do, you, do you still have a landline? We you're, do. You're a we yeah. do. Because, you're a Gen Xer. Well, no, yeah. that's not why. What's why is is because it's it's doesn't cost us anything. Um, and, and because it comes with the Verizon package. Right. And so it's like, well, that's fine. I'll just keep a landline. It's, you know, it's good for those situations where you need it for a radio interview. I did. I actually did radio this morning, uh, for the local public radio station in Madison, Wisconsin. So, hi, Kathy Glass. You're going to hear me on the radio probably. And all of (laughs) Kathy's lab who we know, listen, a few guys listen to the radio. They don't listen to the radio though, Ben. They just listen to the podcast and they're not working in the lab anyway, because they're shut down. But anyway, um, right. What was my point? My point was, um, oh, they, they always, well, so this is so weird. So, so they, they wanted to do a landline. It was a call in show, uh, and they wanted me on a landline. So I got a land, I got on the phone, which is a wireless landline phone, which I'm not sure is any better than my iPhone, but whatever, that's what they wanted. And we did, right. we did it. We did a, a call in show. So, but, but no, this is really exciting. So I'm doing like a serious radio interview tomorrow with NPR and they, they have, they have scooped all of this. They have a special app. Okay. You download this app for your phone. It's a something, something enterprise, something, and you download this app and you log in with the credentials that they give you. And then they call you on the app. And then I don't know, somehow the app like records it locally and then probably sends it to them. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Um, that, so I think I've done something like that, but I don't think it was for NPRs for someone else. And they gave me an app, but then it didn't work. Like it was, it, it, um, I, you know, my, my version of, of, uh, iOS was too updated for their app. And I <laughs> That's perfect. Right, right. Right. Like I needed to, they're like, well, could, do you have an older iPhone open, around? Open, and, open, like, open OmniFocus. Step number one, buy an iPhone four. <laughs> yeah. Buy, it was, it was just a comedy of errors. And, and the guy was like really upset with me and he's like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I'm not sure, you know, do you have, is there anybody in your house that has an older iPhone? <laughs> And I was like, well, my kids do, but I don't, is this what you really want me to do is like, go try and get my kid's iPhone and get on the Wi-Fi and download things. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, so I, we don't have a landline. My kids don't have any, um, 
like recollection of a landline. Um, we did. Do they, do they uh, have see a them on, on TV? They do. And, and <laughs> do like, they ask, what's that? <laughs> well, I, they used to. They, <laughs> we've talked about it now um, enough. And we, so I, I mentioned on the, on the show a while ago that we rewatched the show Lost, which, which I would highly recommend if you have kids that are like any, you know, 11 and nine, like, like my kids are. It was, it was a great, it was reviewing that entire series. Um, I won't do it again because it was, it basically took us six months. Um, but uh, it was awesome. But there's a lot of, it was, uh, I think, I think it started in 2004. So there are a lot of landlines and old, like we, you and I have talked about this, like the, that first episode of the wire, just the big display monitors that are on bunk and McNulty's desk. It's so like <laughs> striking, like, like, Whoa, remember when that was the thing? And you know, now, now I have these like essentially two large TVs that are in, in front of me, um, that I work on, uh, here at home on, on isolation Island. Um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah. So they, they have a sense of that. They, um, we, so we, we've, we've rewatched a bunch of movies recently from my childhood just cause we're, we're home and we're playing, you know, I, I'm going to tell you all about my, what we're doing in, in, uh, in isolation here, but, um, we're, we're watching, um, uh, we watched Ferris Bueller's day off. We watched die hard, which uh, again, as we've talked about is one of the best Christmas, Christmas movies movie of all ever. Time. Yeah. 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 Um, and there, there are some cho- like choice words in Die Hard that we had to you know, <laughs> wor- deal with, and some brief nudity, which is not something that that we really want to um, you know talk talk through uh, in the middle of a movie. Um, and- <laughs> explaining what nudity is. Hey, kids, yeah. this is yeah. nudity. This is nudity. Um, so yeah. So, but but anyway, there's lots of old stuff that that pops up, like like Die Hard. Have you? Did you watch it? Like you watch you watch it annually around Christmas? Well, is we, that no? Is that I, we, we 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 yeah yes we it's it's a Christmas tradition that we started for the first time this last Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I wanted to watch it because um, I've been hearing people talk about it and I saw it back in the day. Um, no, our our one our one. Well, we have two two Christmas traditions because here it is April in the middle of pandemic and we're going to talk about Christmas. Um, So we watch A Christmas Story, uh, which is one of my wife's favorites, um, which I hadn't seen really ever. um, But everybody was always telling me, oh, man, the kid, that kid in the Christmas movie really looks like your son. When my son was little, he he, he had the same sort of face and glasses. But um, at that and then uh, what's the other one that everybody hates? Um, Oh, Love Love Actually. Actually. Kristen shouted from the other room. I don't know if you caught that. Just Love Actually. So she's helping with the show today. Awesome. Hey, Kristen. I also. (laughs) Ben says hi. (laughs) <laughs> she says, I, I love, back. love actually <laughs> like people. I know people love to hate it. I love that movie. I, it is also one of the ones that we watch every year. Um, we always start, um, our Christmas holiday viewing on Thanksgiving with Christmas vacation. Um, and that this, I guess the last two years, the kids have watched that. And then we went to a viewing party at Alamo draft house. Do you have an Alamo draft house near you? Is that a, it's like a national thing. Yeah, you have we, one of those? we don't. Um, actually I remember there was a place in Athens, Georgia, when I was a grad student called the Carafe and draft, which was the same, Ooh. same idea. But no, I have, I, I don't have, we don't have Alamo draft house. And, um, if we did, uh, I, 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 well, I don't know. We don't, as far as I know, and we couldn't go now anyway. Right. <laughs> so, I just checked yes. their website, uh, literally says, uh, sorry, we're closed. Huh. Um, 
Yeah. So, uh, which, which makes a lot of sense. Anyway, Alamo draft house is a cool and, um, <laughs> again, not sponsor of the show. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's a cool, it, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, mo- movies can be very expensive. Um, this, this place, it's like, they basically, you've got a, a really good meal, like a great, they have a, a, I think a great menu, just cool stuff. Um, and you know, it's, you know, the four of us go and it's like a hundred bucks, but, um, but if we were going to go out for a, like a dinner and go to a movie, it'd be like $130. So it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's good value, but it's also cool. They do a lot of like, you know, parties, viewing parties where it's like, Hey, everybody yell out the lines and sing along, which at some, you know, some stage like, I don't want to do that if we're watching the English patient, but, um, <laughs> probably but not. I think, <laughs> I don't know. I, that was the first I watched. I remember watching that movie back in, you know, 1994. And I just didn't, that was the one, the first movie that came to my mind. It was like, that probably doesn't have a sing along in it. No, um, no. Rocky Horror but, Picture Show, on the other hand, fantastic. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's, it's a cool experience of my, and the kids like, my kids love it. So, so we've, we've, uh, they, we went and saw, um, Christmas Vacation there. Um, but anyway, so, so Die Hard, where this all started was we had a conversation while Die Hard is going on and my kids aren't like, Hey, why doesn't, why, why don't people use their cell phones? But they're like, they were, you know, um, cognizant enough of, Oh, this is an old movie. And if they made it today, they would have to account for cell phones. Right. And, and, and so it's like, how would this movie be different? How would it? Right. Well, like, basically many, many movies, just actually the movie wouldn't happen. Right. right. <laughs> like, right. like it just, it just wouldn't, it's like the movie would never happen because they're, because people have cell phones. And so, you know, there's no, no missed connections, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's kind of fun to like, think, like see it through the, you know, the eyes of my kids where they're like, oh yeah, we would have, we would have done this or they would just text each other or, you know, what, whatever. Like this is how, this is how this would have happened. Um, so anyway, we've been, we've been rewatching that. We, so I, the other, the other thing that, um, cause you know, we talk about the things that we like to watch. Um, so I, we, Danny and I have now binged, uh, Almost all, except for the last episode of Tiger King, because um, everyone on the internet is is watching Tiger King. I I feel like this is not well, one. Not that, quite everyone. Yeah, I don't think you guys are gonna like this. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I looked at it. I said, no, no, not yeah. for us. So that's fine. I mean, it's, I like the name Tiger King. That sounds like a really cool thing. Like right, like just the name right there, Tiger King, and people are saying it's good. It's like okay, well, no, it's uh, no, I, I no, not not not, not gonna not gonna watch that. Not a, not a, not in our our wheelhouse, as they say. It, let me tell you, it's it's compelling. It, it, that, oh yeah, that, I, 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 I believe me. I understand why people like it. I totally understand that. Like I, don't, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not judging anyone for liking right. it or whatever. It's just, I just know it's not for us. So, yeah, yeah. So, so we watched watched that. But last night, um, this, this, this is what I like in my little notes on my iPad that I wanted to talk to you talk to you about. Last night we played a board game because we've been playing board games, right? So, we, so we have this uh, board game that we've been playing since. Um, Christmas called Ticket to Ride, which is a, a board game about trains. Oh, you, um, you you talked about this on the last episode. I did. Yeah, yeah. And then we then we in the last couple of weeks have uh, started playing this other game called Blockus, which is which is kind of like Tetris and it's cool. Um, but last night, so um, I, I bought Jack um, Risk for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I, like I had never played Risk before. Like I knew it was oh. a game growing up, like people were playing it. Um, and so we, we like cracked the, you know, cracked the box open, pulled the wrapper off and learned how to play risk last night. And it was super fun. Like, and I, 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 I played risk as a kid. It's a fun game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's really fun. And it was, um, it's a little bit like, it took us a little bit to figure it out. And it was a little bit slow in between my kids' turns, you know, to to keep them all 100% engaged. Mm -hmm. But I think what's now that we've figured out a little bit of strategy, um, it'll it'll get better as we play again. But we currently have a risk board that we didn't complete the game. um, But I want you to know that that Don, I I currently have control of North and South America um, and and parts of Africa. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm looking for world domination here. That's Um, how the game ends. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's funny, like I this this whole experience there's something daunting about like opening up risk like we got it we got it at christmas and it was like you know what it seems like it's going to take us some time to figure out how to play this game like this you know what what, what, there was always something else that we could do right there was another game that we already knew how to play Mm -hmm. um that we you know whatever and so, but this was like, you know what, it's, we, we finished dinner, um, where we've, we've watched, you know, enough TV. Um, the kids are, um, have had enough screen time. Why don't we try risk tonight? And it was, I, you know, so, so there is like a, that, that type of thing is, is something that I, I'm, um, I, I'm still very much like, um, mindful of and, and, and yeah, I don't, you know, not, not cherishing, but, but kind of like, oh, this is, this is something that, yeah, we, and, and you, you see this on, on social media and talking with lots of people, many people are doing things that they haven't, you know, had time to do or <laughs> hadn't been like, we've run out of everything else to do. So let's do this, which, which risk is somewhere in between those mm-hmm, two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was, and, and it was just a cool, like it was a cool experience. And now I'm like, Hey, I'm excited to finish risk today and then start another game tonight. And, and this is, you know, the, the, this has been, um, in, you know, an interesting situation, uh, to, to live through, but, but maybe, you know, maybe two years from now we'll still be playing risk, right? Like that, that's the, that, that's where, where my, where my mind is, which is kind of, you know, kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, which we will, we will definitely link to in show notes is this game has been around since 1957. Right. And so obviously there is something very sticky about this game. And it's a game that I played as a kid. It's a game that I played as a, as a, as an adult, although I haven't played it lately. And it's, but it's, but it's, it's really, it's, it's a quite a fun game. It's got, it's got some elements of chance, but it's also got a lot of elements of strategy. And, uh, it's not, it's not very fun with two people. It's much better with, if you have more people, because then that that there's sort of more uncertainty, you know, in terms of, you know, not, I mean, you know, it's easy. It's, it's with more people, it's harder for one person to dominate quickly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know um, we we do talk about our friends at, at Dubai Friday um, quite a bit. I don't know if you've listened I'm to the not, show. I'm not, I'm not familiar with their work, <laughs> but listening to the, the and the, this is you know I, I'll, I'll harken back to something that um, that either Dan Benjamin or or Merlin mentioned to us one time when they were on our show about how like what we do on Food Safety Talk as a podcast. There's there's a space for this, right? Like like before podcasting. Um, it, you know, sort of existed, you didn't really have this form of like, okay, there, there's a, a certain portion of the population for whatever reason are, are interested in this topic area and you got a place to go. And, and, and like that, that always sticks with me, but, but there are certain things on Dubai Friday that are, that's exactly that, which is, and I'm, we, I mentioned this when we, when we did our, um, our episode where we were on, uh, talking about preparing for a pandemic, um, about survivor and, and games. Like I, I literally, I, I never thought about games, like the mechanics of mm-hmm. a game, what makes for a yeah, good yeah. game. Like, and 
And I, it, it never like, it's so stupid, but it never even crossed my mind. Like, like there was like, I, I never even thought, Oh, how did that game that I'm playing get, wh- what was the concept behind it? Why, why does it work? What, what would make it not work? Like, like you're, what you just said about risk. It's like, you know, it, it, you can do it with two, but it probably is no near, nowhere near as fun. But, but like why, and how do game makers figure that out and, and playing games? So, and so anyway, listening to, to Max, um, talk a little bit about like, you know, making games and the, and the thought behind it. It, it now I have a, a much different appreciation for playing a game or viewing a game like survivor on, on TV. Like I never, I never thought about it as a game before. And I, and, and so it's it that just the, the world of podcasting and opening it up and something that I didn't even know was interesting to me. Like I wouldn't have sought that out. Like, Oh, I would, you know, here's a book on games, right? Like on how we make games and why this is important. I would not read that book, but I'll listen, I'll listen to a podcast, um, about, you know, about it. And I find it extremely interesting. Um, and so anyway, I'm now like having that thought as I'm playing all these new games with, you know, with my kids, which is, yeah, which is, which is cool. Like it's a different level of, um, uh, of entertainment. It's not just playing the game, but it's thinking about how they made the game. Yeah. And so speaking of Dubai Friday and games, of course, I I'm thinking about cards against humanity, uh, which is, uh, which is a game company that, um, two of the, the hosts of Dubai Friday are, are, uh, uh members of, or, or, or that's their, their, their company. And I'm going, I went to the cards against humanity website and I'm just, um, like looking, uh, looking at the, at the top of the screen, if you loaded it just it just throws random black cards and white cards um and i have to move away from that page because i'm gonna start laughing out loud if i keep reading them but have you speaking of speaking of uh, cards against humanity that's probably not an appropriate game to play with your kids it is not, it is not but, <laughs> but, we, but we have it and we and we play it with with our with our adult friends okay good um, yeah and it's uh yeah, it's really. I, um, I, I have played. I have, I have played one and only time. Uh, it was, it was, it was very weird. It was at Christmas time. Um, my son had my adult son had just gotten out of the hospital, and I was with him and his mom and his stepdad and uh, <laughs> his his stepdad and I and he played Cards Against Humanity, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was, but it was it was just kind of, it was just kind of a weird a weird vibe. But anyway, that's the one one and only time I played. Um, but it's 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 a great game, and uh, you should. Uh, you should go buy it if you don't already have it. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. And and so what's what's really like, I, you know, I think there's other card games like it. Um, and this isn't just because we 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 are, um, you know, adjacent to the Cards Against Humanity folks like my there are some kids games that are like this and they're not nearly as good. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, like, it's just not like as, you know, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the farmer likes to grow and then, then you put down like, you know, uh, tulips or, um, pencils or, um, you know, uh, pink elephants. And right. it's like, but, oh, but, pink it's, elephants. but, but, oh, but, but the, the, the answer would never be, um, uh, a clitoris, <laughs> for right. example. I don't think so. <laughs> unless, unless, unless clearly we've already had that nudity talk, uh, from Doc. <laughs> hard and and now we uh now, now my kids are writing in their own answers but yeah <laughs> it's possible it's, un, it's un, very unlikely that that's it um but but yeah it's uh, you know i uh, i we 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 like games like my my kids enjoy games we haven't gotten into animal crossing like the rest of the world um is uh and i understand that's a nintendo switch game that that almost everybody's playing um but 
but my, you know, they're right now they're very much into like online <laughs> battle Royale games like Fortnite, which was like the, the sort of the, the, the grandfather of them all, the, the old, the oldest one. Um, they're back playing that because all of their friends on different gaming platforms, you can all play in the same game. So whether it's a switch or an iPad or PS4 or Xbox, like everybody can be on the same game and not all games are like that. So, so they've been like the last four or five days, that's what they've been doing is sort of meeting, meeting online with all their friends and, and playing a lot of Fortnite. Cool. But, cool. but yeah, so there's a lot of games going on. Yeah. Um, and, and we, you know, you know, it's a really fun game to play. What's, what's that? Uh, it, uh, it's, it's a game, it's a game on a, a website that you might've heard of called Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called try to make a viral tweet. Oh my gosh, Don. Don is famous as I mean everybody who's listening to this already knows. Um but you so so you you um uh, let's let's set this up. So so there was a absolutely um ridiculous video from a an MD uh, from Michigan who who has a, a YouTube channel who who is you know essentially is in his kitchen talking about things that are important to do in in lots of different times and then uh, put together a 12 minute video talking about um, grocery shopping in the time of uh, SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19 and and just like put out a, like a whole bunch of you know garbage um, and 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 so. I, and I'll, I'll crib a little bit from from how you you approach this and Twitter and we'll, we'll let's let's talk through that. But um, but but some of the stuff that he's saying, there's some nuggets of truth in there. Right. And I think you, I stole your exact quote. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. it's it's just miss it's misunderstanding the science in in certain cases and and extrapolating what what you read in an abstract to here. Here's what you should do, because I've got this information and and you did. Um, we, we, you know, the, a few of us have been, uh, talking quite a bit about, um, about COVID-19 and food safety. Um, and, and you kind of said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to, I'm going to do a tweet storm. I'm going to use drafts, which, which we uh, talked about in the previous. Such, yeah. I, I just want to say again, I like, I, I love this app so much. This, 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 I just, and I get questions from reporters. I, you know, by email or via Twitter, I go first. It's, it's where it's where, I mean, I think this is their, their thing. It's where text starts, right? It's like, I just, well, yes, I'm just going to cut and paste the questions. I'm going to go into drafts. I'm going to answer them. And then, you know what? It's there in drafts if I ever need it again. Right. And then it can go into the email and go out to the person. But, oh, it's, I've even thought about like, if I get some really good questions from a reporter, like, like I really need to just, just take those questions and make a tweet storm out of the questions and my answers, uh, because it's already, the work's already done. Right. And people, are going to read that reporter's story. Sure. And I probably, it would probably be polite to wait until after they publish their story to, to, you know, and not, and not, uh, preempt them with my, with my tweet thread. But, but man, it's just, it's just, ah, it's just such a, I just love it so much. And I love it more every day. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really, it's such a great tool. And, um, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about this. I, I use it from everything from grocery shopping to just trying to put myself like using, I'm using it on my, on my watch as reminders. And then I put stuff into OmniFocus cause like I, you know, I basically open up Slack, OmniFocus, drafts, email, Twitter, um, 
and that's in my calendar and that's mm-hmm. my, my mm-hmm. That, that, that's pretty much my whole day there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so you went, you went, you went really like, you know, point by point and uh, on, on sort of the, the, the misconceptions, um, the misunderstanding of the literature, um, really applying insight. And then this is the, this is the fun part. You, you like literally had a viral reaction. Um, right, right. <laughs> you know, you know, viral reaction in the time of viral, in, in the time of viral. Um, and so I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to find it now. Do you know, like I have, I have made a, <clears throat> oh, speaking of tools that are really useful in this time of pandemic, uh, text expander, I, I made, I made a text. So I've got, had a bunch of tweets, uh, that, that have gone, have gotten some good receptivity and I've made shortcuts for all of them. Right. And also speaking of making shortcuts for things also made a shortcut for your amazing website, because I just need to be able to get that my hands on that really quickly. So if I type, uh, DWSMD, um, it gives the, it gives the tweet thread and I can, uh, I can text it to you right now if you want, cause I have it open for the show yep. notes. I, I found, um, I, you found it. Good. Okay. I found cool. it. Um, so you, yeah. so as of right now, you, you've had 8,500 retweets, um, 13,000 likes and right. 450 responses just on the first tweet. Right. Um, well, and, and, and keep in mind that at least the first few responses were me <laughs> writing right, the tweet. Right, right. Okay, right. So, well, so we got to factor 30, subtract 33 from whatever that okay. number is. All right. right, right, right. But this has been, so, so you and I, uh, before this, um, cause we're, we're always comparing our menchies. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I had for, for a while, um, I think just based on where I was in the hockey community, <laughs> No, I have nothing to do with food safety. I was ahead of you in the in the Twitter followers um, uh, world, and and this is you took you took a massive jump. You're you're up five thousand plus followers in the last week um, yep. as as a result. And and Mike Mike Bats and I have also been because you you've <laughs> tagged us in it on a couple of things. I'm up. I got the Don. I got the Don viral bump mm-hmm. um, uh, on this, and uh, and it's been you know. It, it, it's, 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 it's gotta be very, very like, you know, sort of surreal. I, I had mentioned to you before this happened that, um, some of the, uh, like I, and we talked about this in the last episode, I'd, um, gone back and forth with, uh, Jay Kenji, uh, Lopez alt, um, around some, um, uh, uh, COVID-19 food safety stuff. And, and he tagged me in his, um, in, in, in his posting of an article and I was getting, um, you know, like, cause it, it was the same kind of thing that he's got like, I don't know you know, 700,000 followers right, or something. Right. Um, and so, so it was, it got really overwhelming because every time I'd open up Twitter and I'm always looking at that little bell for my men, mm-hmm. like, Oh, is, has anybody said anything to me? Is there anything I need to respond to? Yeah. 20 it plus like, it's, a, it's, right. stuck on, it's stuck on 20 plus. It's it doesn't go 20 off 20 plus. plus. What, am I, what am I doing? What do I, and, and it got real overwhelming. And so that was the first comment that you said to me was like, yeah, my men are getting overwhelming. Uh, and it's, and it's true. It's, it's really, um, but what's, what's also cool. Um, I think is, is that, that, that has really propelled us, you, um, into the, into the discussion, just in normal everyday conversation. And, and I think the, the stuff that we're doing collectively and do the, all the social media stuff that we're doing with the, um, safe plates, food safety information center stuff and, and putting that out to different States, um, uh, which we'll link to in, in show notes. Uh, that's also like, people are sending me things. Yeah. Like my cousin posted it. From on Facebook, like not knowing that it was me. Uh, oh and, wow! <clears throat> yeah, and it was like, hey, you know, I don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> I was like, not only have I seen it, I'm not only am I a user, I'm also a member. 
<laughs> no, I own the I own the company. What I don't know. I, I got I totally butchered the uh, Tom Bot. Tom Bosley uh, uh, um, reference there, but but it's yeah. So so you're you're probably feeling the same the same thing. So what well, so what's what's happened? What, what yeah. So what so what the it changed the way that I use Twitter, right? Because now I go into Twitter and then I go into my mentions and I try to go down. And this is this is probably not sustainable long term, but I but let me tell you why I'm enjoying it. So I go into my mentions, I scroll back to the last one that I liked, right, and then I just start reading. Right. Yeah. And just to see like what people are saying and what they're interacting, uh, you know, and then sometimes there's as I as I posted the other day, like there's a there's an argument going on um, in, in, in a sub sub uh, discussion on the tweet between two people that I don't think I understand what either one is arguing. And I don't <laughs> think I agree with either one of them. But you know what? That's fine. They're having fun they're, They made a little place. They can go play. And it's like it's totally fine. I'm I'm you know, and, you know, as long as nobody's being a jerk and people and, you know, and will we can talk. Whew, we can talk. Uh, I tweeted out yeah. uh, an email I got. And then I can also this is this is new, uh, not yet shared yet. I can I can share a Ooh. message that I got from uh, very angry person on uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, who is not in my Facebook community and who I could not find a way to even respond to or see anything about them. Um, uh, But boy, they got, they got, they got, um, they got uh, reported on. (laughs) They've been a very bad boy. Uh, I reported them to Facebook because it was a really, just a really nasty email. And it just, it makes me, it makes me really appreciate like people who've talked about, oh, like uh, Brianna Wu, who uh, is somebody that I follow on Twitter, who's running for office. She's in the gamer community and she really, a lot of gamers like when Gamergate came around she was really she was really really badly harassed online and I I really have and I'm seeing like a just a fraction of a fraction I'm not comparing my experience to hers but like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction and it's it's uncomfortable I can't even imagine people like you know doxing you and coming after you you know like just with just the just vile and you know just just really really a lot of hate which which is not good right right yeah, it's 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 interesting, and and you know I think we're we're both we're both kind of out there, and and this, this is a it's a good time to kind of talk about this, right? So so what what are uh, what often our role is uh, is that you know someone's writing an article or someone wants a comment, they want they want some nugget of insight from from someone who is who is nominally an expert in this right like like whatever what you let, let's sort of like suspend all, all that but they're they're trying to find someone who's got um you know a degree and might be at some sort of either public health uh, area or uh, an academic institution and and so so we we you know I, I think you and I both subscribe to the same same uh, philosophy on this is like you kind of need to be part of that because if 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 you're not then someone else might do it and might not have the same might not get it exactly right or might might be you know they're gonna fill that space with somebody right so why not why right. not us exactly um and 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 so you, so we we take we take this stuff kind of seriously but you always know at least I you know I do and I we you and I haven't talked about this but you always know that, that you can't get the full story of of how you're making your decisions out in a in a quote that's that's a sentence and a half right like you're 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 always trying to do your best to to answer and then give lots of information that hopefully goes into the background writing of the article um and and so so like that sometimes gets um, the the nuance or the context of it get, gets mis mis 
misprinted or misunderstood. And it's not, it's not anybody's fault. It's the, it's the process, right? So, so for an, a, example, I, a couple of things popped up in, in, uh, media articles that I was part of last week where, where I talked about risk factors and it was, it got reported as risk, right? And so you and I know the difference between those, those two things. Cause we talk about it all the time. There's, there's always a risk. There's no, you know, there's no absolutes in science. It's never zero there, we, we can always assign a probability. It might be very, 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 very low. One in 10 billion, one in a trillion, whatever. Well, right? and we can, we can, we can assign a probability, but, but often we're guessing, right? We're well, guessing, I, we're reasoning based on what we know. Like, I, like, again, let's, let's bring it back to, to COVID-19. We know it is transmitted person to person. We suspect that it may be transmitted from an asymptomatic person, right? We suspect that there may be some role of surfaces in that, right? And then, and then, yeah, there's a possibility that's way, 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 way down on the list that you could get it from eating food or you could get it from touching food. But again, you know, that now we're down, like, you know, people are saying, well, what, what do you, do you think the risk is higher from eating the food or from touching the food? It's like, well, I don't know, but they're both like really, really small. Right. Right. I mean, right. So how do you, how do you, yeah, again, as far as we know, right, uh, as of today, April 1st, oh, hey, happy April Fool's Day. I think a lot of people oh, are yeah. not, are not doing uh, April Fool's jokes because uh, it's the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm going to put, I'm, let's put a pin in that because I want to tell you about an actual, <laughs> like pretty, pretty good little April Fool's joke that happened today. Um, But, but yeah, you're, you're like, you're, you're right. Right. So, so that you, the conversation that you and I just had, right. Just, just about one little slice of, of trying to explain the difference in, probabilities and risk and, and the assumptions that we make that that's all part of how we get to the the one or two sentence quote right and that's only one or two sentences in 600 words or 300 words that that are other things of setting the stage setting the stage for it so so i don't have any illusions that that any one of my quotes are going to change any world right like like it's it and and i know that someone out there is going to get that like is going to either misunderstand what I was saying because I don't have control over how it was communicated and I can't give this whole like long preamble. So I got to do my best to get it into this short little, little snippet or disagrees with my, how I arrived at that, but doesn't know how I got there. Right. Like, like does maybe doesn't have all that. And so, so you and I, I'm, I'll read, you, you, you can read your, yours, but I'll read, you know, I'll read mine. Um, uh, like like Milton Berle here, uh, <laughs> just enough to beat you. <laughs> exactly, and you and don't worry, Don, you're gonna win on this one. So so I got I you know just just because we're out there, right? Like we're we're out there with our material. There was there was um, some small backlash against some of the takeout food safety stuff that I had been talking about. Um, and so here's an email that I received on on Sunday, at a time and um, and I won't uh, you know I'll, I'll just say this is from Linda. Um, at a time when we are trying to reduce the spread of COVID through extreme measures, you should be accurate in the information you share with the public. You are right that there is no evidence indicating a risk of transmission through takeout, which isn't exactly what I said. Um, but I couldn't find any research indicating the virus can, can, can't be spread through food. Many people rely on your information to make decisions. I've already seen a video from a doctor who referred to your statement, which, okay. Um, the, but here's the, the next line is really the, my, you know, where, where things get a little real here. 
it would be grateful for uh, a link to peer-reviewed research that supports the statement you made. Okay, good. And and I did respond with a whole bunch of references and and sort of explained how I got to where where it was. Uh, but the next sentence is is fun. Otherwise, you have an obligation to take back your statement because it is no more valid than claims that vaccines cause autism or thalidomide is safe for pregnant women. Mm-hmm. We need the truth, not corporate sponsored disinformation. And so so this was one of those like, OK, I like and I, I don't really want want mail like this. Like it's but but I but that this is the trade off. Right. Like I want to be part of the conversation because I want I, I really want to um, share the insights that we're that we're talking about now um, with others, because I, I think it can help them make decisions that are risk based. Right. Like that's so the trade off is I get an email like this every, every once in a while. And so my I kind of stew a little bit and I'm like damn it. Like, uh, you know, I just, I just want to like, it's almost like don't read the comments, which I've, I've actually gotten much better at now. Um, but but I, my, my initial response was like, I'm just going to send the like peace sign emoji and be like, cool. Thanks for your message. Peace. Um, but I didn't. And I, and I kind of, <laughs> I went through like, okay, I've, I've written a bunch of this stuff in just like you, you, like, just like you said, for in drafts, I've responded to emails. So I've already got text. Let me, let me spend some time in throwing together, cobbling together these little chunks of, of things that I've already written and put it into a response with some references and say, this is how I got to where I'm at. Um, and, and, and I, and I, and I appreciate that you can't see that in the article from the, from the two lines. Um, but here we go, here we go. And, and I didn't hear anything back and, and I've used that exact same tactic. I've received three or four other emails. Um, and, um, and, and so that, that's how I've, how I've approached it. Now yours, the one you tweeted is, is pretty good. You need to, um, do you, do you have this one up? No, um, I don't. From Sean. Sean X. Sean I'll X. read it for you. Good. Go for Sean it. Sean X. This, this, this is this is the difference between uh, viral tweets and and uh, you know uh, uh, Facebook images. Um, uh, Sean X writes uh, with the with the subject line "Shut up." <laughs> so, so already already you can tell it's going to be a productive conversation. Gonna be awesome. He's really asking for your insight. Yeah. Um, it caps your stupid article. Dot dot dot. You don't even know what the FK you were talking about with food safety. People are coughing on on shit, and people should wipe down with antivirus. I think you meant virus cloth mm-hmm. packaging of food. People like you are effing up all the advice to make people safer. And the distance is not six foot. It's like 27 foot as people have demonstrated in like how many videos on how cough and sneeze move and people should wear masks because again, people have it uh, and, and have to keep their projectiles from travel. Okay. You dickhead, <laughs> which is my favorite <laughs> way to end this. <laughs> so, so that was nice. I'm sure that was cool to, <clears throat> to receive that. Yeah. So that was, that was from, uh, Sean X who has a Gmail account. Um, and he got reported to Gmail cause, uh, you don't send email like, like that to people. That's not nice. I mean, and here's the thing. Like I, <clears throat> I didn't want to link to the medical doctor's video number one to promote it. But number two, right. because I, I'm not going to deliberately call him out. I'm not going to go on his YouTube page and, and, and put stuff right. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I just, he's expressing his opinion. I'm going to express my opinion. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and it's, so we, you and I uh, have talked to um, journalists about that, about that video uh, you know, a few times now uh, in the last, what, what seems like two months, but was really just five days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and the biggest, I, I shared this with you yesterday when, when we were talking on something else. Um, but, but the biggest thing that I, that I really took away that I think was the problem, uh, from that video was sort of the patronizing tone of, of, of the, of the doctor saying, you should do this. Right. And, and basically the way that I would read that if I was in a situation where I've already got a lot of anxiety and I've already got a bunch of uncertainty and I don't really know what to do. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm dealing with my kids are at home and, 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 and I'm trying to keep them safe. And, and I, I still have to go to the grocery store. And, and now all of a sudden someone who, who's in a position of authority, who just happens to be a white, white male says, um, you know what, you've been doing it all wrong. You should have been doing this right from the start. And, and that tone that, and it, that, that, that may not be the way that, that he, he meant to, to say it. Um, but, but I think we, you know, you, you and I, we've, we talked about just being so careful about how we phrase things. And, and I think that comes from working with people like Bill Hallman or Andy Binder, uh, individuals that do risk communication, that, that our words and the way that we say it matters. And, and that, that was the part that bothered me the most out of, out of that video. You know, I, people can get the science wrong and, 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 and our understanding of what it means and, and sort of saying, you know what, this is what I'm seeing and here's what I think. But, but when you start saying like, you know, this is what you should be doing. Um, and, and just thinking about all the people that, that might do that and freak out because they haven't been, that's, that's the part that's, I don't know, so tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so a couple, couple of reactions. So one of the things that I, that we, we do, we as scientists who publish in the literature do, I think even without thinking about it, when I'm writing, I'm, you know, and it may, it may be different at, on Twitter at night, if I'm responding to someone's tweets and I've had a glass of wine or, or, or so, um, I, my response might be different, but when I wrote that tweet thread, I was sober. Right. And I, I thought about it very carefully. I edited it. I re-edited it. Um, and when I write seriously for Twitter or, or anything, when I'm res responding to a journalist, right, I'm writing as if I was writing a document for peer review, right? And and why do I do that? Right. Well, that's just how I'm conditioned, right? Because that's what that's the writing that I do. When I read when I read my students' writing, I can see, oh, you know, you shouldn't say it that way. You should say it this way, right? Because if you say it that way, it opens you up for criticism from the reviewer. But if you write it this way, they they can't criticize it, or they can't, you know, it's 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 more uh, more correct, right? Or or something, right? And so that. That thinking about thinking about how you write stuff and thinking about how you say stuff forever, like for my whole career has made me a better writer and has influenced the way that I write for Twitter. So that's that's the first point. And then a couple of other points, you know, and it's funny what the, it's really funny to read how people responded. Right. And that's why I really like reading the mentions, because people are still discovering this tweet thread and they're still right. reacting to it. And overwhelmingly, the response that I got from from people that that did respond and were were positive were like, oh, thank you so much. I was really freaking out, right? I was really, I was anxious before. And then I saw this video and I realized I wasn't doing enough. And then I tried to do it and I got my groceries and I came home and I, I spent two hours cleaning my groceries and I had almost had a panic attack. And so thank you for telling me that I don't have to do that. And I'm like, yes, you're welcome. Because that's, I, I didn't even think about, like, I just wrote it because I was a little bit angry and I thought that the, what he was saying was, was misinformed and, and not scientific. But the response from people 
to say basically thank you for giving me permission to not follow that video was was like okay so whatever whatever other stuff happens that was good like because I did a good thing for people that were already worried about this stuff by telling them what they what they really should focus on which is not being around sick people um and then another very com and I, I again I, I led with this in the tweet thread I made a comment about him wearing scrubs <clears throat> and so of course now all of the pro <laughs> And there is a faction out there, Ben. I'm, it is a very real faction, the pro wearing scrubs in public faction, right? And so I'm going to, uh, I, I, I made, a, want- I made, a, I made a, a tweet thread uh, for this as well, um, uh, called uh, which, which starts with "How dangerous is it to wear surgical scrubs in public?" Right? Because I, I got, I get, it's like oh, people were pushing back. It's like, okay, well, you know, as a scientist, uh, I'm willing to accept that I could be wrong. So let me let me do a bit of a tweet thread on how dangerous it is to wear surgical scrubs in public. And it turns out there's some controversy, right? Um, and I and I found a bunch of papers, but finally I found a really good paper that was published um, in in 2019 uh, in the American. Journal of Infection Control, um, which actually systematically reviewed the literature. And they, and they ended with, and it's behind a paywall, but of course I could get a paywall behind a paywall through through the university. And I and I posted the uh, a, a mostly unedited version of a table from the from the conclusions of that paper. Um, <laughs> um, and then and the other thing that people were really just super angry about was all my comments saying that you shouldn't wash your produce in soap. And people are still angry about that saying, well, well, how could you, why, why wouldn't we do this? We, we this is this, we know this works, Ben. We, we know, I don't know if you've read Ben, but the internet apparently says that soap will pop the virus. And so we have this wonderful tool that's available to us for washing produce. So, and again, see my earlier uh, internet fame, I think the week before um, when, when uh, uh, I finally got John Gruber to link to my, um, my, my tweet thread, my, my little, my little, not very famous tweet thread, um, um, on, on debunking the, the, the comments from the, uh, the, the physical chemist who has sure, was sure that he'd worked out exactly how we need to destroy the virus. And so, yeah, so, uh, so anyway, so posted another, uh, tweet thread on why you shouldn't wash things specifically focusing on why you shouldn't wash uh, food and soap and what some of the adverse effects of that might be. And then people are saying, well, but I rinsed it really good. And how dare you say that, that soap can cause nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea because I've been doing this all my life and I've never had this problem. And it's like, Okay, well that's fine. Well, t- here's the thing, Ben. If you, I'm, I've given up giving people advice, right? If you want to wash right. your food in soap, go for it. If you, if you want to spray down your groceries with Lysol, go for it. If you want to keep your food in the garage for three days because you think it's going to save you from coronavirus, I'm fine with that. But just don't tell other people to do it, and don't and don't pretend like it's it's actually scientific because there isn't any support for that. And and on top of that, Ben, um, if it's 45 degrees like it is here in in Freehold today, um, putting that food in my garage is probably less safe than keeping it in my house because in my house my house is at least at room temperature where the virus will inactivate faster than it will when it's at 45 degrees in my garage. So right, anyway, right. yeah. <laughs> No, no, this is so, so, uh, uh, you know, a couple of things on that. Um, one, one thing, you know, as, as academics, we, we like to do, um, is think about how these, like what, what happened that led to this entire conversation, right? Like what, what can we see? And so my, my friend, Andy Bender, who, you know, I mentioned earlier and we've talked about in previous podcasts, he's a risk communication, um, uh, researcher and, and professor at here at NC state. Um, he, he and I sort of talked about content analysis and the interesting, like things that we can learn on how 
the risk communication changed from March 1st to, um, you know, to now. And, and, you know, he was the, he was the person who mentioned, um, who sent me early on just about, um, the, you know, influencers on, on social media, on Twitter specifically about, uh, COVID-19. Like this is where Trump was like at the top of the list, right? Not, not, Mm. not anybody. So, so, but, but I, I do think what's like, what's really, where what we need to do after we're past this, right? We're gonna be, we will be at our at our houses uh, for for some undetermined amount of time, looking for academic things that we can do, and and I think that there is a story to tell in this content analysis around soap. I, my my guess is we'll be able to find through like awesome technology where this first thing popped up, and it's from this you know physical chemist of of uh, of uh, 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 Pally Thordeson, mm-hmm. a chemistry professor. Yep. University yep. of South Wales, right? Um, said, here's why soap's awesome. And then this is, it, I think there's a lesson. I, I could see us talking about this for, you know, it, when we talk to other scientists, when we talk to people in food safety about the, you know, the, the, the perils and the need for d- being ready to talk to media because, and I'll, you know, I'll call out, um, a few few folks who we've already talked to online. Um, there are some folks who who are doing you know media that are that are um, adjacent to the food safety world or in the food safety world who who took that that quote and saw it you know in lots of places like the New York Times and said oh well this must be right and let me continue to recommend it without really doing the the backup of the question of well is it right is this the right thing and I I don't want to like. Uh, I don't want to say that, you know, you and I are good at this because we we think about this stuff. But I really do think like before I talk to a, a reporter, I really want to like I I tell them, you know, not, now is a little different because I think we're doing this all the time. But if it's something new, something emerging, I need to look at what the literature says. I, and I've got a couple of folks on my team where I'm like, hey, I got this question. Can you pull like, can someone just do a quick literature, literature search? Let me read what we have out here, because I want to make sure that what I say now I get as close to right as possible based on the literature. And that might change over the next you know couple of days or, or whatever. But let me at least have something, not just, hey, I saw it in another article and now I'm going to parrot it out there. And that's the that's like. I, I don't, it's not, a, it's not a direct line. It's not like your, tw- your, your internet famous and your tweet thread happened because this soap quote happened somewhere and then a bunch of people grabbed it. I can't like, I can't draw that direct line right now, but I think it's worth investigating because I think it's, it shows lessons for, for next time. What do you do when something like this happens? And, and our colleagues who, um, who are, are often called upon to talk about this, um, we want to make sure that we're we're rooted in in the best available science, and it does take, I don't know, it takes some upfront effort, or and and once you do, once you do it a bunch of times, it, it's it's just what you do. It's like what you said on how you write things. It's that's the way we do it all the time. And working to answer these media questions, it's the same. It's the same thing. I want to make sure that that whatever I'm, I, I've got it. I, where's my reference, right? Like, where's my where's my justification? And is it practical? Is it realistic? And yes, soap has some. You know, it soap matters, but is it the is it 
it, it, like, am I uh, accomplishing any further risk reduction on something that's really, really, really low risk? And what's my risk risk trade-off? You know, what, what's the, what, what happens? And just answering all those questions, I think changes how people are going to talk about this thing. But I, but I think that there's some value in, in revisiting this through, through some sort of content analysis and sort of saying, this is where we kind of went wrong on this soap thing. Um, and here's where hopefully it turned it back too, right? Like you're, you're part of that, that response, um, from, from you let has led to, you know, the, the erratum or the, the corrections on the 14th page, not on the front page of, of, uh, you know, Dr. Dr. Who's, um, uh, um, uh, YouTube page. I can't remember what his, what his last <coughs> name is. Um, but <laughs> please, please, let's not call him Dr. Who <laughs> that let's call him from doc, Dr. Uh, Michigan. Dr. Michigan. Yeah. But that's right. Like there's, so, so yeah, we need to, we need to manage this. We need to do all the things that we can to get good information out there, but let's also, let's like not forget to go back and see where things went wrong. So we can hopefully address this for next time. And there are lessons learned. So someone told me this, then as my, my final rant here, um, on this, someone said, you know, that, um, this is not someone in the, in the food safety world, but one of my like, um, yeah, social colleagues, um, w was talking about, you know, uh, there are, you know, professional engineering goes, you know, the next four years, every conference I go to, someone's going to talk, talk about coronavirus, <laughs> like how we built buildings in the age of coronavirus or how we managed an outbreak. Like there are a lot of lessons to be learned. We're going to saturate that. But one that I think is important is how do we, how, how do we make decisions on public messages and what should we have done differently? Um, if, if anything at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, and just the last sort of closing comment on soap, one of the people who is amplifying what I think is this uh, bad message that, that soap uh, annihilates coronavirus was Alton Brown. He got a hand-washing video out there and he showed people how to wash their hands, but he also had some, you know, basically again, pulling the information from the tweet thread or the newspaper article from the physical chemist who apparently, again, I will say has never looked at the scientific literature. Cause if you go into the literature trying to find proof, of what he he did, you can't find it. And in fact, I didn't even find it. I had some some friends who are really super knowledgeable in this area who who sent it to me, and and it, it was really helpful to to do that. And then the last thing I'm going to end with is I think. You know, and again, my, my, maybe people objected to my tone, uh, in the, in the email to the, to the, or in the tweet thread to the doctor and, you know, whatever I, so, okay. So sorry, tone, tone, police me. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do better, but I did also reach out to someone else. And this is, this is somebody that, um, and again, this makes, uh, this makes bats very jealous. So I'm going to, I'm going to mention it. So there's a wonderful website out there, uh, called kotkey.org and we'll link to it in the show notes. It's run by this guy, uh, named, uh, Jason Kotke. And it's just a, it's just a kind of, it's, it's one of the, the old style blogs where he just finds stuff that's interesting and he, he shares it. And, uh, he, he actually, uh, did a link to my, uh, my, the, my thread that went viral. Um, uh, cause he had also previously linked to the, the, the medical doctor video and, uh, you know, I sent him some stuff and then I was looking, looking at other stuff that he'd written because he actually sort of pivoted to doing a lot of, you know, COVID-19 stuff, obviously. And he said, um, and I said, and so I wrote him a nice long email and I said, finally, and I'm not looking for a link. I do have some opinions on your article, um, about, you know, hand washing your hands is important because soap absolutely annihilates coronavirus. Um, and I said, you know, and I, I said the same thing to, to John Gruber and, and John posted on Daring Fireball. Um, and again, I'm not 
not looking looking for you to, to, to link to, to my tweet thread, but I just want to tell you about this, right? Uh, and then and close with a very nice closing saying, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing on Kaki.org to keep people informed. And, and his, his, I want to read his response. I didn't ask for his permission to do this, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing this. So he says, Thank you for the note and for all the info you're putting out there to keep people safe and sane about food safety. I appreciate, I can appreciate how hard it is to give people information that's accurate and actionable. I'm a detail oriented person. This is Jason talking who during the normal course of my job in peacetime, he says, even fact check funny memes, but this is a whole other level of responsibility and I'm still adjusting. Normally, Kotke.org is much more along the lines of, hey, this is interesting, whether right or wrong, but that's not what is required right now. Uh, thank you for pushing back and keeping me and the rest of the internet a little bit more honest. And so that's, anyway, that's, uh, it was just, that's it, awesome. was, it was really, it was really nice of him to do that. And the other thing I'll say too, and again, I, I was sitting on the, on the, well, sitting on the toilet, um, because that's a room where I can close the door and the dogs don't bark when I'm doing my radio interview. I was sitting there doing the radio, getting ready to do the radio interview, looking at Twitter, of course, and looking at responses and somebody tweeted out something like, oh, I got this message from, this is from a, a doctor at Johns Hopkins. And I read it and I'm like, it doesn't really read like it would be written by a doctor from Johns Hopkins. And so the other site that I'm absolutely going to recommend to people, which we've mentioned before, is Snopes.com. And um, uh, Snopes is, is, if you're not familiar with it, it's a website that is de dedicated to squashing urban legends. And uh, in, fi in fact, we'll, and they've got, again, and just a ton of good stuff on on uh, coronavirus. If you if you see something on the internet that you think is about coronavirus or anything else for that matter that is just sounds wrong, um, search for it on Snopes because chances are they found it and they they figured out and they they say either this is wholly wrong or this is a little bit wrong or this is actually correct. Um, and it's a great uh, and and I think they got a pretty good track record with this. Again, I haven't I haven't checked them because I mean who would you check them against Snopes? I mean, right, right. <laughs> but but yeah, again. So uh, my, my recommendation is, um, is, is definitely check Snopes first and, uh, I'll, I'll search, uh, quickly, um, for the Johns Hopkins, um, uh, thing on soap. Uh, and it says, uh, yeah. And the, and the headline is, did Johns Hopkins publish this quote, excellent summary, close quote of COVID-19 advice. Um, uh, it turns out, no, it's misattributed. It, it's from somebody else, but it's not from Johns Hopkins. And of course, if you read it, it, it doesn't read like it was written by somebody from a, from a medical university who's thinking about this. It reads like it was writ, written by somebody who maybe had some good ideas and maybe uh, also got some stuff that was not quite right. So yeah, so Johns Hopkins says, uh, no, it is, not, uh, it is not from us. It is from um, uh, Irene Ken, an alleged physician who received some information. So anyway, so, so anyway, read that. Read that again. Read Snopes. Read Kotke. Read Daring Fireball. Read read Twitter. Um, yeah, but but you know, be 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 a little skeptical. Like, and again, I'm well, I'm not really speaking to people that listen to this podcast because you're all super smart and you're above average and you you know what you're doing. But but you know, w help your family out. Help your family members out that that might or your Facebook friends that might send you stuff that seems a little weird. Yeah, uh, uh, question everything, like they used to say on uh, on on X Files. Isn't that was that was the thing? Right? The truth is out there, Ben. Truth is out there. Uh, so I told you I, I wanted I wanted to come back to um, 
uh, uh, April Fool's Day. Um, yes. So, and this is so I, I agree. I think the uh, uh, <laughs> we need to cancel it because there's just too much <laughs> going on. Uh, and and no no one's really uh, uh, focused on uh, you know uh, making sure that it's that it's real or not. So what happened to me today? So I mentioned the things that I open up on my on my computer. One of them is Slack. So my my group, um, we we actually have two different Slack Slack groups. My research team's got one, and then my outreach and sort of overall we have one. And basically, all of our conversation happens on Slack. That's we don't do anything in email hardly at all. And in fact, when we get emails, we just put them into Slack because hmm. it's so much easier to to use um, with a with my with my small group. So I wake up this morning and go to like go to Slack and I look at things and. And all of a sudden, it looks like I'm having a conversation with myself um, <laughs> about about things like you know uh, just some stuff about do-it-yourself uh, recipes for uh, for sanitizer. Um, and then it's like, well, wait a second. There's some weird like names here. It's like Ben, but then it's Ben with a capital B. Then it's Ben with a small B. Then I get a little further down, and it's Ben Pickle Master Chapman. Then it's uh, Ben Microbe Man Chapman. Then it's wait, Old Chapo. Wait a minute. Did you get did you get Zoom bombed in your Slack? I think so. I th- I was like, I'm getting. I'm hacked. I got hacked. Uh, and, and so I'm like trying to figure this out. I'm like going to my phone. I'm on my iPad. It's everywhere. All these things. I'm having a conversation with myself and it's not me. I, we're hacked. And then I realized ah, it's April fool's day. And I, and <laughs> so, so my, so my peeps, uh, my, my, my whole team, uh, uh, this is a joke. And, uh, I literally took, took a minute and a half for me to be like, oh my gosh, how could people get into Slack? Like, why would someone, how would they even know to change me to pickle master? Like, did they read something that I um, do something with pickles? And then I realized that, uh, that they got me. Um, and nice. so, so it's, it's been fun. So, so clearly they did not get the message that, that no, no April fool's jokes today. Right. But I think that this one, I, I'm, I support this one. This was not a, a an external April Fool's joke. Uh, it's not like one that I read today that all students in Virginia are going to have to repeat this, whatever grade they're in because of COVID-19 um, or any, you know, anything like that. Or the other one that I saw was uh, that the governor of North Carolina has deemed that uh, alcohol sales are non-essential. So they stopped <laughs> that. Uh, and, and people were like, what? No. Um, so, so, yeah, this is I think a, a private April Fool's Day joke was is is OK. And it, and it adds some some levity to my day. Well, and they, uh, here's so. the thing. They know you and they know that it's it probably might cause you a little bit of concern and it, <laughs> and it might puzzle you a little bit. But you're not going to, like, freak out. Right. 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 Um yeah. So here's let's talk about other you know we uh, other things and and not hate mail but but people wanting to sort of get more questions to us. Um, one thing that has popped up in both my social media feed and and I think this is probably more um, frustrating is not isn't the right word but it, but it's more something that epidemiologists are trying to deal with is that like people are. It, just everybody, everybody's looking at graphs and trying to figure out how to be an epidemiologist and whether whether things are working or not, and then questioning everything. Like, oh, have, I guess no one's really thought about this, right? Like, no one's thought that maybe we should do, um, you know, something or, or or whatever. And I don't have any specifics of the, the sort of top of my mind, but but putting these sheets out. Um, and, and working with our group, you know, we, we, we've gone through, I, I think I, I, 
uh, an ad hoc peer review with with you and Michelle and Linda and Leanne, and um, we're using this network of extension folks. But every once in a while, it's it's like. It, it's like the person who likes to find a typo in the New York Times, right? And is like, hey, I found a typo. People at the New York Times are asleep. Um, you, you know, they're, they're, they look at some of the stuff and I'll, I'll read something that we got today that that's kind of like this that I don't think is super helpful. Um, and so someone at Oklahoma State Extension is complaining about us saying that here, here are ways to make homemade sanitizer because CDC says – you shouldn't make homemade hand sanitizer um, uh, because uh, you might not have the correct use of ingredients and you need to work under sterile conditions to make a product. Um, and, uh, and that, but if you don't have access, like if you read through the whole thing, um, if you don't have access to commercial sterile, you know, uh, a commercial sanitizer and you want to make sanitizer, then you should follow the WHO guidelines. This right. Is Oklahoma and, state criticizing you for this. Yeah. And Did they not read what you actually wrote on your website where you so. s- you meticulously, specifically sourced information from WHO? No, I, I don't think so. I think people are good <sighs> at reading headlines and then saying, you know, so so th- this is uh, – th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to express some frustration that that is not directed at any one person. <laughs> but, but in but, the general direction of Oklahoma. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, it's it's that um, – so we're – we're out here. Like, like I do feel like we're trying to be on the front lines with the stuff that we're doing. We're adding two or three things a day. People are asking us like, Hey, have you guys, you know, we got a question yesterday. Have you guys thought about um, putting something together for produce auctions about, you know, what, what should we post? And I was like, I don't like, truthfully, I don't even know what a produce auction is. And they're like, Oh, it's like uh, the Amish community and in, in Ohio. (laughs) Like, okay, could you give me some insights about what that is? And yeah, we, we can, we can do that for you, right? Like we can let, let us go through our process and make you something, um, here that, that you, that you're, you can, you know, put your name on and, and, and do whatever. We're really trying to, to, to go out there and update things when new information's coming. But what the frustrating part is, uh, the people that are complaining about it, Don, what are they making? Nothing. Right. Like and 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 that's not directed at at Oklahoma State University because I don't know. But but it's like, hey, you know, you guys are are sharing our stuff. That's fine. And if you don't like it, go make your own. Right. Like it's it's like when people complain about our podcast that or barf blog, it's like, just go just go do your own thing. Like you don't have to share this. No one is forcing you. And and I'm not we're not even saying like, um, here is a you know, nationally agreed upon approach. It's not. It's in fact not that at all. It's like we're just we're just trying to make stuff. And and if you want to know why we're making it in the way we are, I'm happy to talk to you about it. But 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 don't like I don't know. Don't say that we miss something and and then sort of discredit like all the things that we do because of that. And that it's just it's like little little frustrating things um, like that about this. And I and I want I don't want that to come across like like no one else is doing anything because people are doing a lot of stuff. But um, but sort of looking at at one thing that they don't maybe agree on or or haven't read through, and then spending the time to email or send a message and saying about how wrong it is is really it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, well, so in one of the more interesting uh, tweet threads, you know, dropping off of my main thread, somebody said, well, you know, he did post his thing. He did make a video. Um, You really should make a video for people that don't want to read a 33 tweet thread. And I'm like, right. 
okay, go make a video. Yeah. Go, go for it. Here, you take my tweet thread, read it in a video that you're going to make. <laughs> because yeah. I, because I'm not going to do that, right? Like, stop telling me how to do my job, right? I, I, you know, yeah, I could make a video, but you know what? I really don't like videos, Ben, because they you can't consume them quickly. I'm a pretty fast reader. I would love a transcript of the video so I could read through it. I don't want to watch a video. I just that's I mean, I, yeah, I like to watch a video, but not for this. This right, is right. that's not an efficient way for me to get information, right? And so, um, yeah. So stop telling me how to do it. Um, oh, by the way, and if you, and if you need help with produce auction, just to circle back to that, we actually have one in New Jersey. It's called the Vineland oh. Vineland Produce Auction. I can put you in touch with, um, actually, you know, the people that you know uh, that, that are doing food safety in in New Jersey, West and Meredith can help Perfect. you, and then uh, other other uh, ag agents as well. So if you need more, if you need to to be connected, or you can you can obviously if you know me, reach out to them. But, yeah. but we we have a produce auction in New Jersey. At least we used to. I don't know if we still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's awesome. Okay, so and now I'm going to give you the other, the flip side of what I what I just said. So I got a really nice email from a guy named Doug, not not Doug Powell, who we who we talked about. Although I did get a nice email from him too, but this was <laughs> very. It was not related to that. Um, uh, and and so so Doug Doug and because he didn't say I could share his whole name, so this so Doug who I I don't know where where he's where he's from. He listened to things or he saw stuff, but he he basically sent this really nice message that said, "Hey, um, oh hello, you provided a small batch hand sanitizer recipe on your website. Your formula results in a mixture that contains you know 1.4 percent hydrogen peroxide and 4.2 percent glycerol. Mm-hmm. The WHO is actually reversed. I think you transpose teaspoon and, t- and tablespoon. Oh." Uh, yeah. And he said, this isn't like life critical there. It could be, it could be worse, but just, you know, I was looking at it and I thought that it wasn't, wasn't correct. Just, you might want to check it. And, and that was, that was awesome. Cause we did, we did it wrong. Like we, we, instead it was TS, TB, SP. So we've, see this, that. this, this is why Ann Landers never publishes recipes in her column because in, I mean, this is actually an actual yeah. thing. She doesn't publish recipes because of exactly that problem. So that's, and see, and that's the way you do it. You say, Hey, look, I was looking at this thing. It doesn't look right. Here's what I think you should do to fix it. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Exactly. And, and that's, so that, that's why I wanted to be like, you know, the, there's, there's a, there's a frustration when it's like, ah, man, this is all wrong versus, Hey, um, just like as a heads up, might want to check this, um, appreciate all you're doing. Um, you know, let, let me know. And, and it was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And like literally message back was like, thanks, Doug, we'll check it out. Um, you know, uh, six hours later, it's like, we updated it. Um, and thank, and, and he, um, the message that we sent back, uh, to him, uh, Dali said, thanks for checking behind us, Doug. We found where the typo happened or fixing across the platforms today. We're always willing to do what, to fix what we can. And his, his response was no trouble to Natalie. Thanks for the amusing and diplomatic reply. Yeah. But, it, but that's, that's a constructive conversation. Yeah. Well, and that's, that was my, that was my thing with, with the, the when, when I started getting internet famous and I, and I said, Hey, you know, th- this the Gruber public Publish this thing on Daring Firewall, and it's not right, right? And so here, at least, at least let him. He can make his own decision about what to do, but at least let him hear this, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And then he again, very nicely, <laughs> he very nicely sent me a DM saying, "I'm not really sure the point that you're trying to make in your Twitter thread. Can you, can you clarify for me?" And I'm like, "Oh, sure, I'm happy to do that, John. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me explain." 
Because <laughs> I mean, here's here, here's a guy. I mean, again, he, I've I've never met him. I'm a big big fan of his work. Um, uh, but he's a really he's a and we tweet. I think I was gushing over him last episode too. He's a really good writer. He's a and I think I even read from his daring fireball post. Right. So he's a really good writer. He's a funny writer. He's a smart guy. He's a clear thinker. And it's like, oh yeah, I I I I need to. I'll help you. Let me let me let me help you understand what I was trying to say. Right. 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 And good. And good. We're having these good conversations. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, cool. So um, here's uh, so we talked a lot about COVID-19. Um, there's like still other food safety things that are happening. Are there? I'm I'm not seeing anything. It, to me, it's a it's all COVID-19. It's all COVID-19. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but sure. there's like, well, oh, uh, you know what? One one just before you segue to food safety, let me just briefly say Actually, food safety is more important than ever because now is a really bad time to go to the hospital oh my if gosh, you have food poisoning, right? You yep. don't want to do that because the health system is already being taxed. So be extra careful in terms of food safety. OK, sorry. Now segue. No, no, no. It's OK. So so this is more just to like highlight some things like not to not, you know, stuff that hopefully we don't lose. But there was this, um, I think, really interesting listeria outbreak. Um, that we've been talking about for a while, but, um, FDA posted something over the weekend on this. Oh, I did we'll see this. Yeah. Yeah. That we'll link to in, in show notes. So, so we've got 36 cases of listeria, four deaths, 30 hospitalizations, um, linked to, um, uh, Guan's mushroom company or Sung Hong foods and it's Enoki mushrooms, um, in clear plastic packaging with, with green, with green labels. And this is, this is one of those like. Just, I think, uh, interesting one. So we've got the, the illnesses started in November, went through uh, December 13th, uh, 2019. Um, and, you know, we haven't had any um, uh, any, any additional cases, uh, but we've got um, a sample that's got a, a WGS, a sample from uh, this this actual, actual packaged mushroom that has a um, whole genome sequence match. Um, and, and so, so mushrooms, I want, like, I wanted to talk about mushrooms a little bit just, and uh, you know, we can, we can come back to COVID-19 stuff and, you know, not to derail it, but it, does this, so this is, this is like a, a pretty sizable outbreak, right? Like this is in, in sense of, um, uh, magnitude, this is much larger than bluebell in number of illnesses, it's not ice cream, right? So mm -hmm. people aren't, aren't like, there's lots of people. Do you like mushrooms, Don? I love mushrooms. Uh, as we, I think we've discussed before on the podcast, um, my wife loves mushrooms. She loves cooking with mushrooms. I don't care for mushrooms. I mean, at least the typical, uh, agaricus bisporus. Uh, I do like the shiitake mushrooms. Um, and, and so, but, I, but again, and, my, and what I always tell her, she doesn't listen uh, she's not, she's not listening right now. I don't think. Um, but what I always tell her is just cook, cook with mushrooms and I'll just pick them out. Right. Cause I, I mean, it's, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do like the flavor of mushrooms. I just don't like to eat mushrooms. I don't, I mean, I just to bite in, they're kind of, 
squeaky and I don't, I, I, it's, a, it's a texture thing. Um, and I don't like it. Like, I don't mean, like a little bit of mushroom flavor. I understand that it can be a flavoring agent. So yeah, so that's, that's my take on mushrooms, but I got, I got okay. some hot takes on this whole, this whole outbreak tube. So go ahead. Good, good, good. Well, so there's a few things here, right? So magnitude wise, we're looking at bluebell. Um, it's, it's the type, like it's the type of food that if you asked me, would I expect to see listeria associated with mushrooms? I, my answer would be like, yes. Right. Like I just, the way that we grow them, the where where I think listeria is, um, I, it's not like I would think every mushroom has listeria on it, but I, it wouldn't surprise me to find it um, at all if you if you look for it on on fresh mushrooms. But these are interesting mushrooms. So enoki mushrooms are not like the type of mushroom that you would see on a on a vegetable platter, right? These are the the very thin mushrooms that that are they look like branches with a little like button at the top of them. Um, and again, we'll link to this in show notes so you can see the the picture. But I can't think of what wh- wh- where people and this is me not knowing the culinary world. But I can't think of me, you know or what people are doing. But I can't think of a situation where someone's going to eat an enoki mushroom raw. Um, and you're right. So so how are these like? Where's this coming from? And so what's your what's your hot take on on this? Is it what do you what are your thoughts? So a couple couple of thoughts. Um, first of all, this is a fresh produce listeria outbreak. Yep. Right. We see tons and tons of listeria recalls in fresh produce where people find listeria probably at a low level through random testing. And then we have to do a recall. OK, so it is very unusual to see a listeria outbreak linked to fresh produce. OK, second, I don't I need to learn more about enoki mushrooms. But what I can tell you is that the mushrooms that we have uh, we so we test foods from the university dining halls I've talked about before. I don't know if we've ever tested enoki mushrooms, but but for sure um, we've tested mushrooms. And boy, 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 are mushrooms full of bacteria, right? All different right. kinds of bacteria because yeah. of how they're grown and everything. So so mushrooms have typically high counts. Um, we occasionally, I think, we see bacillus and staph in them from time to time. So it doesn't surprise me that bacillus have a lot of bacteria. Um, for these to have caused an outbreak of this size, again, and I'll get stand on my listeria dose response soapbox, I suspect the concentration of listeria in these mushrooms was rather high, right? And right, so right. the question is, how did it get high, right? And we know, and they look they look vaguely sprout-like, right? Yes, and so I yes. know one of the things that reasons why we have problems with sprouts is the act the sprouting process where you take seeds and you put them in a warm, moist environment with ample water water, the seeds begin to germinate, they liberate sugars and other compounds from those germinating seeds. And, and that is a, basically a, a situation where you're going to concentrate, you're going to enrich for salmonella, E. coli, listeria. If their organisms are there, they're going to grow and they're going to grow at a high level. So the, the, tr- the trick is to keep them out, right? And have them not be there or to, or to test, uh, test before or test during. Again, we can, we can do a whole show on, on sprouts, which I don't want to do right now. But so, so there must be something I suspect in the manufacture, and this is just wild ass speculation. Okay. There must be something in the manufacturing process where they got some listeria contamination and they amplified that contamination during the, the mushroom growing process. So that's my, that's my uh, quick take. And I see that you're sending me um, some, some links um, and you're going to tell me everything you know about enoki mushrooms and more. Yeah. So I guess, um, a couple of things that I, that I found, um, as, as I was Googling, like I, like I do is that, um, in, there are certain places where it suggests that you absolutely can eat them raw. Most of the dishes that I see it's in like soups, um, uh, or stir fries. So, but I mean, heat, heat treatment, 
um, you know, seems, seems like that would be a, a good step, uh, to reduce the listeria. Um, there is something, there's, there's a really cool picture of something I couldn't figure out and it's called enoki ice and it's blended up, uh, enoki that, that is made into, um, you know, into, into ice cubes, but there's a cooking step. So it's, it's like, you know, place the mushrooms and water in a blender, blend well, place the mixture in a pot and simmer for 30 minutes. I'm like, well, that should take care of our mm-hmm, listeria concerns, yep. uh, cool down and freeze. So, so so it's not, you know, that you put the ice in hot pot, curry, dressing, omelets, miso soup. Um, you know, it's a, it's a it, I, I, I just don't. So what I, what I can't find, and this is, you know, it's you know something that I think is the question that you and I often have that we don't always see in the outbreak investigations um, are how people consumed it from those from those epidemiological um, follow up uh, surveys. And so we just we just don't know. But. But here's there's a bigger question for me on this. Right. So everything that you just shared on on mushrooms makes makes a lot of sense. Um, How I look at um, uh, if I was in a high risk, vulnerable group for Listeria, how I look at uh, cut cantaloupe is different than it was 10 years ago now. Right. Like like if uh, are raw mushrooms, something that we need to look at a little closer um, when it comes to, to listeria for these high risk, um, groups and, and not one outbreak does a policy change make, but, but is it, uh, what kind of, what kind of data would we need, um, to look at it? Cause, cause clearly like just because we, we had bluebell doesn't mean, and, and again, I think it was 11 illnesses and, and four deaths over like a three year period for that outbreak. Um, it, it's not like we said, Hey, uh, uh, pregnant women shouldn't eat ice cream anymore. Uh, because of this, right. but is, but is, is this, what, what, where do we where, like, and, and you know, again, the, uh, where I think the answer is where we make that decision is someone, someone needs to do a risk assessment, um, to, to really like help make that decision. But, and we don't have that. What we have right now is a, is a, is an outbreak. Um, and, and, and probably some, um, you know, some survey work out there on listeria and other, um, you know, other bacteria and other pathogens on raw mushrooms. But, but this one, it, it makes me, makes me think a little more. And, and again, it's, it's, I, I, as a, as someone who works in food safety, um, it, it wasn't that the, I look at this the same way that I do the cantaloupe. It wasn't that cantaloupe and Jensen brothers cantaloupe blindsided me. It was, I, yes, I think that listeria is on cantaloupe. No, we, we probably don't, we wouldn't see this, this, um, this dose response, uh, mean infectious dose, um, uh, being enough to make a lot of people sick, but then certain factors lead to it being enough to make people sick. And maybe we don't know enough about that, but I'm certainly thinking more about cantaloupe now than I, than I was before. And, and I'm, I'm also doing the same thing when it comes to, um, you know, when it, when it comes to mushrooms and, and there's a lot of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what to, you know, what to, what to do with it. Um, but, but it's, it, this is, I didn't want to lose this because in, in non COVID-19 times, just think about the time we, we spent on Jensen brothers and think about the time that we spent on, on bluebell. And this is a, a similar outbreak, but it's for a food that people don't like to eat sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I did a, a little bit of searching for how to grow enoki and, and I found a recipe or I found a directions on a website called 
hunker.com. Um, and I want to just read to you uh, from, from what it says here. Um, uh, so you clean and sterilize uh, plastic bottles or cylinders, eight inches tall, wash with antibacterial soap. Well, people might object <laughs> okay. to that, but but anyway, um, uh, rinse thoroughly with warm water, no soap residual, mixed aged hardwood sawdust or professional mushroom growth mycelium with enoki spawn. You can find mm-hmm. the spawn in the medium at garden centers, nurseries, and mushroom specialty retailers. Okay, so first of all, I'm not sure that I want to source anything to use with food at, from a garden center, right? I would, I would want to source the medium and the spawn from reputable suppliers who know what they're doing. Okay. And this yep, is, this yep, is a home yep. recipe and this was from a commercial company. So, but, but, but again, but I'm having got to the punchline yet. Um, fill the plastic bottles with the, not in, with the inculcated growing. I think she means inoculated with the inoculated growing medium store, uh, bottles in an area with temperatures ranging between 72 and 77 degrees F and a relative humidity above 90%. Light exposure does not matter. Humidity and high temperature will encourage the spawn to grow. You know what else it encourages, Ben? Oh, 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 uh, uh, you in the back, you in the back. Uh, it... <laughs> um, Listeria. Um, yep. Check the bottles after two weeks. You should see thin strands of mycelium starting to spread through the bottle. Uh, this is the mushroom roots. Keep the spawn in the warm, humid environment until the mycelium has completely covered the growing medium. This can take anywhere from two weeks to a month. Transport the bottles to a cool area, temperature between 50 and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Humidity can drop low. Um, Sun exposure doesn't matter. The sudden change in atmosphere will cause the mycelium to produce the characteristic mushroom bodies. These can be harvested within 60 days of initial production. Okay. So yeah, so this is is a long time, right? And guess what? Listeria, it'll go just fine at 50, 65 degrees Fahrenheit because it's a psychotrophic uh, pathogen. So if this process and that's, that's in the just, dark right don uh this could be dark or light the 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 the, the writer of the post doesn't okay. doesn't say right it says light is not necessary right yeah and well so, and this is one of the things mm-hmm. the, the reason why i say that is because um one thing that we that we do know is is that uv has some effect right right so all of a sudden we're taking that out right as well. Right, and these and these the, the in the pictures, these are beautiful white mushrooms. I suspect that that they are they stay more white if you leave them more in the dark, right? And so, yeah, um, and so yeah, so this is a recipe. I mean, you know, no, no, no offense to to the lovely poster on hunker.com. This is a recipe that will grow listeria, right? And and if the commercial recipe is anything like this home recipe, yeah, this is a problem, right? And so the way I mean, so the pro the process for this the this company is to investigate and sanitize and make sure they start with listeria-free ingredients, make sure they test the, the final product for listeria. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can grow this safely. We've never had an outbreak before. Maybe we've had outbreaks, we haven't detected them. But yeah, this is uh, this should be a wake-up call for the, the uh, I'm sure, massive uh, Inoki uh, industry. And and again, and, and again I, I suspect, we don't know, I suspect that the people that got sick, either they cross-contaminated, because if you look at some of the pictures, it comes in a package, and the bottom is that is that the, that root mycelia, and that may have listeria. If you if you chop that, and then you 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 cook the 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 other parts, and then you cross. I mean, so there could be some cross contamination going on, right? We just we just don't know. I would really love to get more information from those 30, 36 cases to find out exactly right. what they ate and how they did it, because I'm sure that in my, in many cases, if you if you handle it appropriately and you cook them, the risk is is low, very very low, even if you started off with listeria. So, but this. This is, this is really, you know, I, I didn't, I saw this and it sort of went by my radar. I'm really glad that you pulled it up to talk about on the show today. Cause I, this, this is, this is a really interesting outbreak for a bunch of different reasons. 
Right, right, right. And it's and it's one that it is like, you know, just coming back to something I said earlier, that in normal times, we this would have been this is a big story. This is yeah. this is not a um just sort of run of the mill type type outbreak. People are gonna are talking about it. It's it's got that like USA Today, New York Times type thing because it's a, just a huge amount of it's a huge amount of people. It's not like we don't see listeria outbreaks like this. Like this this is big. This is and and I don't wanna I don't wanna like be an alarmist on it. It's I, I just wanted to make sure as I was kind of going back and forth on things that are that are happening in the news. I was like, I read it. And I was like, you know what? We need to we need to capture this. We need to talk about it just so we don't forget about it. And then when things do quiet down, that we that we revisit this. But they're like, you know, is this? If I went and got raw enoki mushrooms at a at a restaurant, right? So this this is this goes back to something you said earlier. We see a lot of listeria on fresh produce. That part we we can we can all agree on that. Right. We don't see a lot of outbreaks, right? So so something big has to happen. But if I go to a restaurant and I get raw enoki mushroom that is you know on a garnish on something or you know stir fry. Even you know that that might be not enough heat. I don't know, but it's like this. I, I put just like six strips of this on soup, and now I'm eating it like raw, but in a warm broth. Um, I would never think of this as as a before this. I'm not thinking of it as this is a risky food for listeria reasons, and it's not because of any other reason other than we just haven't seen it, right? Like it's it and and, and it's could could listeria be there? Yes, but we think it's in all the place in lots of places. It's just not causing illnesses. But now all of a sudden, okay, we got an example of it's causing illnesses. We found this. Now what do we do about it? And I don't have any good answers for that. Right. Well, and I think obviously one thing that FDA is probably going to start doing is testing this stuff when it comes in. Right. And and it's on everybody's radar now. So I suspect that we will probably we may not see another outbreak. We will most definitely see recalls for this product because people are now going to be testing it for listeria. Right. Um, Yeah. So. Right. 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 So interesting. um, my uh, just so for the full background uh, foley that's happening. So so Stanley. Hey, Stanley. Um, Stanley was, he, uh, he, as, as has been noted in previous outbreaks or outbreaks, previous podcasts where I'm at home, um, he gets very jealous when I'm talking to somebody that is not him uh, and he can hear the rest of the conversation. So he's in here and I'm petting him. Also, that means I had to open the door, uh, and you can probably hear my kids playing Fortnite, um, in the background. Uh, so, uh, but I will, uh, um, that, that's, you know, that's the, uh, it's what you get. That's what you get now. Well, uh, so here's the thing. Everybody needs a gimmick. Right. Uh, Merlin right. has Merlin has his streetcar. We've got our dogs. I mean, it, it's you know, it's just it's part of the, the full podcast experience. It is. It is. And the, and the dogs, you know what? Dogs are lovely. And and the dogs, I've mentioned this in multiple places. The dogs are the real winners in this outbreak. <laughs> there are lots of losers, but the dogs have had many people around. Well, uh, but, but and here, I'm walking them all the time. But here's the thing, Ben. <laughs> I work from home a lot and I have a a schedule. Gibbs gets a walk in the morning. He gets a walk at lunch. In these times, I have skipped my I barely have time to give myself lunch, much less to give Gibbs a lunch walk. And so he's gotten gypped. He's actually he's actually not liking this pandemic so much. Yes, mommy and daddy are home all the time, but (laughs) they are not um, uh, always. He's daddy's always on the phone. He's talking to somebody on his computer. It's really just a drag. Doesn't get his walks. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. well I've, the, good, I've been... the, the good news is, um, as long as it's someone else walking their dog outside, we are practicing uh, social distancing. Because, I mean, the, the, the COVID-19 distance, I may have shared this already, the COVID-19 distance is, is uh, six feet. The, the Gibbs appropriate social distancing from other dogs to avoid fighting is like 60 <laughs> feet. So we are well clear of any other dogs. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, Stanley, Stanley has been, uh, I, I'm doing a lot of interviews while I walk and I'm, and I'm oh, making, mm-hmm. like, I would never have said this before, but I'm, I'm saying things like, okay, so we're going to talk for the next half an hour or whatever. You're going to ask me some questions. I'm going for a walk uh, with my dog. So if I have to like bend over to pick up like dog shit, I'm sorry. Um, and I will just let you know. Uh, and, and I feel like journalists have been very appreciative of that. I'm like, Hey, this is, there's gonna be birds in the background. Um, I, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I would have been like, I would have hid that before or something. Yeah. And, and now it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of cool because like I work from home a lot as I, as I've said several times already. Um, but everyone now is working from home and it's delightful to hear people with kids screaming in the background and dogs playing. And it's like, yeah, that's all right. This is how we're doing it now. It's all, we're just going to roll. Stay unless you're talking, stay on mute. It's fine. I did. I did a, yeah, yeah, exactly. an interview with a reporter the other day, and it really sounded like like absolute bedlam at her house, like with kids chasing the dog, and it was just it was hilarious. Yeah, no, it's 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 so true, and and it's you know yeah, like everybody's dealing with it, so um, so it's what it's just it's just what the way things are right now. Um, so what else? Do you, you know, we haven't we haven't gone through any listener questions or anything, but but I don't know. If, I don't know. If, well, I don't know if there is any. So, um, no, I think, I well, well what, so, what so we well, here's the thing. Speaking speaking of listener questions. So we are getting uh, this is so apologies to everybody. Right. Everybody who loves the show and who loves risky or not. Um, I have been my email inbox is out of control. I've actually I'm really good about responding to people who email us from the, the contact page from both of those websites. I have taken to just taking those emails and putting them into a folder and not even looking at them because I I've got my, my email is a fire hose, right? It's a fire hose of, of messages and I just can't deal with it right now. So let me suggest that we, that we end the show right now. We still, I also want to say for the listeners, we still have two shows that we recorded that weren't coronavirus focused that we, neither of us has had the time. Well, actually it's on, it's on me. It's on, I, I have the first one is mine to do. And the next one is yours to do, but we probably should, I should do mine first and then you should do yours. And this, this, this episode we're recording right now is mine to do. So I'm going to have two to do, but the good news is, and I'm knock wood here. I, my calendar might be getting a little bit less busy. I'm not sure. So uh, yeah. anyway, so my suggestion feeling, Ben yes. is we apologize to the listeners, which I have done. Um, and then um, we'll wrap this up and then just know that we've got episodes of risky or not in the can. We've got way more ideas than we can possibly cover. We got to get on, get an episode of that on the books, but I don't want to do that until we get the ones that we have already posted. So just know, I want everyone to know that we're doing the best that we can. And you know, I mean, it takes, if it takes time to write 33 tweet threads on Twitter and then deal with the consequences. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's where I'm at. <clears throat> I'm with you. I think that's a, that's a good approach. And I think what we can promise the listeners, uh, you know, I like to, I like to give promises Don. This is what, what my people tell me. I think we can promise the listeners of a, an all feedback show at some point in the future where we just go through and get rid of it. It's not going to be 
be um, uh, right away. But but as our calendars clear out, we may we need, need a very special episode of just listener feedback uh, and, and response. Absolutely. And I'm sure we're I ha, if I looked at the emails, I would know we're probably getting excellent questions about COVID-19, which. Um, again, I just, I just gotta be, I've gotta be in, uh, in this, uh, this mode right now just to get through these times. So, yeah. And we're, and we're answering, don't worry, we're answering your question somewhere else. <laughs> I'm, cause I'm sure your questions are awesome. Um, but someone else has probably already asked them. Uh, and that's, so, so check the tweet threads and the Twitter and, um, and the stuff that we were doing in, in, uh, social media. Cause uh, we might've we already hit your answers. Yeah. So, social and regular media. So. Yes, yes. Oh, and, and Ben, cool. in, in any other time, it would be amazing that I got a story in 538 about hand washing. Oh, my gosh. And that we, yes. we didn't even talk about it. So anyway, no. so so check out. That's a, was a, I was a really just a, I, and again, I'll, yeah, no, I'm not quite ready to be done. Um, I have had I have had some really cool conversations with really great reporters who ask super good questions. And I just want to say, like, th- thank you for asking good <laughs> questions. Thank you for having your dogs barking in the the background while my dogs are barking in the background while we all have a conversation about what the heck to do about COVID-19. So just a giant, I mean, they, they, and I'm sure none of the reporters listen to this show, but just a giant shout out to all my friends in the news media, um, friends and colleagues in the news media for all the work that they're doing. I mean, we're, yeah, it's just, it's been, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad that we have this pandemic, but it's great the way that we're all working as best we can to get through it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a show. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, Don, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was good. Cool. So, so this one is wait, mine. Your okay. I yes, think yes, this right. one's mine. Okay. So and let I'll, me know. I'll do the next one too. I'll do the next non-COVID one that's in that's in the can. Um, so I'll do yeah. the next two, um, and then you can do. I don't. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know, Ben. I got. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll do uh, anyway. <laughs> I'll do this do, one, and yeah. then we'll go from there. Okay, cool. And I'll, we'll just post them up whenever. Yeah, There's, whenever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's schedules, yeah. man. It's, it's, it's the pandemic. It it's, what's, what's a schedule? It's, it's, pand- it's pandemic's getting in the way. <laughs> it's getting in the way of everything. Uh, cool. And, um, 
I was going to tell you something else. Oh, so if you need my, my audio, like you broke up just a little bit oh, at the end. Okay. So my audio on this side isn't fantastic. Oh, okay. No, uh, I, my, I, my audio is fine good. for me <laughs> and your, and your audio is fine too. Well, perfect. That's all that matters. Um, and okay. So we got that. All right. So, um, I have lots of availability, uh, for, Apparently, <laughs> for the next time for now. What do you think about – you want to do it like two weeks from today on the on, yeah. on what was uh, formerly known as tax day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, – I'm, I think I'm – oh, I don't know. My calendar is a hot mess, Ben, because I have things that I haven't can- – that are canceled that I haven't canceled. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that this event entitled Myths and Facts about the Five-Second Rule in Handwashing, I'm pretty sure that's now a webinar on a different day. <laughs> And I'm not going, okay. I know I'm not going to Massachusetts. So I'm going to, I'm going to delete that right now. So, all right. I am wide open except for maybe, um, at four o'clock when I might have to meet to discuss COVID-19 biosafety. So yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I, I'm, I've got something at three. Mm-hmm. So when was that? When do you have to meet? When's your biosafety thing? Four. So we're, let's, we'll just do it four. before oh, that. Perfect. So. Yeah. So do you want to do 10 or nine thirty again? Yeah. Nine thirty is great. Nine thirty, nine forty five, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Okay. Two Oh nine. Um, all right. And, um, yeah. And, and I'm good. Like if you get, if you get stuck on editing or whatever, let me know if you need help. Cause I'm happy to help you. Out. No, I just, I just, no, it's fine. We just, I just got to do it. And I, I'm, and yeah. I, you know, it looks like my calendar, again, knock wood. I'm, I, I'm probably completely wrong, but it looks like my calendar is opening up a little bit. Mine too. I've got like, right now I got like a three hour gap and then, and then it's like a phone call at two 30. So I'm like, whew, here's the, here's the day to catch up on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I'm the same way where I've like, said so i was guest lecturing in three classes this semester so now that it's all online i don't know exactly when it all is because it's different times like i've got one that's on my calendar for tomorrow morning at 10 15 but i don't know if it's like live and then i know i'm doing something for another class but i gotta i don't know when it is so huh. uh so I got to figure I got to figure that stuff out because because it was I knew all th- three of these things were happening in, quote, April. And Don, it is, quote, April now. So it's important that I know whether it was April 1st or April 20th. Yeah, because April 1st is now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, well, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. Bye.